0: Welcome to Everyday Nonviolence Extraordinary People Speaking Truth to Power. This podcast is developed by Friends for a Nonviolent World, FNVW whose mission is to champion nonviolence as the foundation for effective programs and actions to promote the dignity of every living being. Violence impacts us all. Our goal here is to give voice to people who are working to use active nonviolence, those who have experienced violence, and those who have committed acts of violence. Each week, we'll hear stories that will deepen our understanding of violence and the principles of nonviolence. Our host today is Joanne Perry, a longtime activist and lifelong pacifist.
1: Welcome to our podcast. Today we have the pleasure of interviewing Father Harry J. Burry, who is a Catholic priest unlike any you have ever met. His travels through Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, Hong Kong, India, Costa Rica, Philippines, Africa, Palestine, and Israel span over 60 years his lifelong dedication to interact lovingly with citizens of the world in pursuit of peace and nonviolence. In the 1950s, while Father Harry was a priest at St. Francis Cabrini, where he, amongst other accomplishments, started sports teams that were available to all children, Catholic and non-Catholic, these teams played a large role in bringing together the Prospect Park community. Father Harry has received a citation for honorary citizenship from the government of Vietnam for his anti-war work in the country during the Vietnam War. His work during the war included chaining himself in protest to the U.S. Embassy in Saigon and helping with the successful rescue of three captured pilots. He taught in Vietnam to help rebuild after the damage caused by the war. Father Harry's determination to help his fellow human beings put him sometimes in compromising and often dangerous situations with the American law enforcement, foreign governments, and the church. He was kidnapped at gunpoint in Gaza, arrested at the Pentagon, served at the side of Mother Teresa in Calcutta, arrested by Swiss guards for saying mass on the steps of the Basilica of St. Peter in Rome, and was awarded the key to Ho Chi Minh City formerly known as Saigon, in gratitude for his efforts to end the war in Vietnam. His newest book, Maverick Priest, a story of life on the edge, will be released in September of 2018. Father Harry's life reads like an adventure novel, but it is not fiction. Against all odds, with unwavering faith, he delivers his message of love and peace and nonviolence as a priest, political activist, and as a warrior for peace. Currently, and this is really where we're going, Father Harry is leading a new project, the Twin Cities Nonviolence. Welcome, Father Harry, to our show.
2: Oh, thank you, Joanne, and it's just an honor and a privilege for me to to be with you and the friends for a nonviolent world. Thanks for having me. We are really and truly
1: honored. Why don't we talk about the vision for nonviolent Twin Cities, your movement?
2: Well. Our vision is to create this environment in which we're free from violence. And whenever I mentioned this uh, in the beginning, people would sort of giggle and say, good luck, as so to give me the message that I could never be able to do that. But I believe in miracles, and I think we can do this. And this uh, 10 days free from violence beginning September 21st through the 30th. This fall is our, our initiative, our commencement, if you will, towards making uh, the Twin Cities uh, a safe place to live, a place that is uh, welcoming to the stranger and has a high quality of life to it. So it's not just something negative, taking away violence, but promoting goodwill and uh, a friendly environment. You mentioned the project project. 10 Days Free from Violence, uh, which is
1: the project of Twin Cities Nonviolent. But I'm kind of wondering what you hope will be accomplished.
2: Well, we see our organization Mm -hmm. as an umbrella. Uh, Twin City Nonviolent is the umbrella, and under that is all kinds of organizations within the Twin Cities who are contributing towards a more peaceful environment, an environment free from violence. So... Friends for a Nonviolent World are one of those organizations, along with um, organizations like WAM, Women Against Military Madness, uh, Every Church of Peace Church, Veterans for Peace, uh, um, Protect Minnesota, which is an organization to um, ha- uh, bring about reasonable gun regulations. And there are over 60 or 70 organizations in the Twin Cities who are making contributions to peace and freedom from violence. And so we're getting as many of those as we possibly can to do their thing, so to speak, to present to the people of the Twin Cities and actually the state of Minnesota the wonderful, peaceful actions that are happening that are making the Twin Cities and the state safer. And so uh, we just coordinate it and publicize it. That's our mission. Our role is to publicize what these marvelous organizations are doing. And in the process, they will get publicity. And the people of Minnesota, and especially the Twin Cities, will learn about all the good things that are happening in our Twin Cities to make it a beautiful place to live.
1: What do you think people who are listening to this podcast and don't know uh, what a nonviolent Twin Cities might look like. What do you see as the vision for what this will do?
2: I grew up in North Minneapolis, 2723 Oliver Avenue North. And in the summertime, on hot summer days, I would want to go swimming. And so uh, I would hitchhike to Camden. In those days, it only cost a dime to take the streetcar. My family was a working poor family, so 40 cents a week would have been too much. So I hitchhiked, and my mother never worried about anything happening to me, and I never worried, and most of the time I got a a ride. And then when I got old enough to drive, and dad would let me use his car, I would pick up strangers, and I never worried. And so in answer to your question, I see a time when mothers and fathers can let their children go out after supper and even play into the darkness and never have to worry that anything's going to happen to them.
1: Uh, and taking that with your other vision of holding the umbrella, it's like you're almost expecting these many peace organizations to shine their light and so
2: that the, the whole city is illumined. Exactly. And during those 10 days, people will be able to go And learn about these organizations Mm -hmm. and what they're doing and in the process of planning for it the organizations will learn about all the others and maybe in the process they will see how they can work together in the future to be even more effective.
1: What do people who haven't heard of this before who had not had any idea that this was about to happen during these last days of September what can they do personally to be involved in the effort? Say, I, Joanne, that's me. Joanne is walking down the street. What can Joanne do in these ten days free from violence that will make not only it meaningful but have the repercussions that you're envisioning?
2: Well, besides attending the various workshops and training sessions and the like, uh, even some theater presentations. Uh, We could use you, Joanne, and all the listeners to volunteer to participate. And one action that people are invited to participate in, which is really exciting, is that we're going to, on the 22nd, Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. Of September. September. 3,000 of you, if you all come, will hold hands around Lake. Bede Maka Ska, which is the new name for Lake Calhoun, now, the new indigenous people's name, Bede Maka Ska. I hope I pronounced it correctly. But visualize that, Joanne. 3,000 people holding hands around the lake. Your listeners to come and hold hands, and the indigenous people are going to do a special blessing at that time, and a number of people will speak about the freedom from violence.
1: Good. That sounds lovely. And I'm going to make my own suggestion here. I'm thinking in terms of what I can do during these 10 days free from violence. I can walk in my neighborhood. I can shop in my local businesses. I can expand my boundaries. I can do many, many things personally.
2: So Absolutely, I'm, I so agree.
1: my hope is that people will take it In their hearts and take it personal and and find the space and the transformation for that but again let's get those days again in september what were they
2: it begins on friday september 21st which is international peace day and then it runs through september 30th so for 10 days there'll be all these activities and as you say which is exactly what we hope to do people will be acting non-violently. They will be doing positive things to spread peace. Um,
1: One other thing is that I know that you have a lot of involvement with groups of young men. Um, Sometimes these young men are called gangs. Sometimes they're called uh, many other things, and I'm not going to go there. But uh, when working with groups of young men, um, what efforts can you see them making in this work?
2: Well, I'm hoping that they will pledge during these 10 days to make their areas safe and free from violence i'm going to ask them if they would do just that so every neighbor every neighborhood will be safe
1: i'd love that vision every neighbor and every neighborhood and hopefully every child there too Thank you very much for coming and introducing these 10 days free from violence to us.
2: You're welcome.
0: Thank you for listening to Everyday Nonviolence, extraordinary people speaking truth to power. To learn more about Friends for a Nonviolent World, and the work that we do, please visit our website fnvw.org or give us a call at 651-917-0383.